Uh, Good morning. My name is Brian Elliott. For those of you who may not know me, uh, I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you. Although I'm going to give you a heads up, it's more of a presentation, not really a sermon, although I am going to quote a couple of scriptures. Uh, Scott will be back, I guarantee that, and I thought we might get out a little bit early, but we're starting kind of late, but we'll, we'll try to move fast. Uh, for most of you know that I was on staff here for about 25 years, uh, retiring, quote-unquote, um, about a year and a half ago. And uh, for the second time in my life, I thought I was done with church work or parachurch work. Not ministry, just church work. Uh, the first time, uh, God obviously had the plans. So the first time, uh, the gentle nudging, and it took a lot of nudging, from Harold and Karen Brothers, I agreed back in 1996 to take over what was the Closet on Wheels ministry and later opened up the Christian Service Center, which is now Rush Street. Most recently, through the gentle nudging of Ed Houston, uh, I agreed to take the reins of the newly created Senior Life Ministries, which we officially unveiled back in May. Since then, we've built up a group of volunteers and always need more. There's a table out there. I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. Uh, We've helped some of you already with many of your requests, and um, word is getting out, and although we're kind of focusing on Johnson Street members, we've had opportunity to help other people within the community. I'm going to go a little more into detail about Senior Life Ministry in just a little bit, but first I want to kind of go back in history and uh, give you a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, But also in our Bible classes, uh, time this morning, and you know, if you've been coming to Bible class, we've been discussing the, the objectives that will help us meet our vision statement, which is on the two posters back here at the back. But the two that we discussed today are, uh, the first one was implement practical ways for both of our members and guests to embrace and engage within our church and the community. And the second one was to actively develop and support areas of discipleship and fellowship for specified populations in our membership, such as college-age students, women, men, married, unmarried, seniors, children, and youth. And today, during this time, uh, we're going to focus specifically on the seniors and the college-age students. One thing that I've always admired and appreciated about Johnson Street and Harrison Irving, even before that, is the fact that we've um, definitely taken some big, bold steps throughout the years And in some ways, have kind of been on the cutting edge within Churches of Christ uh, with some of the things we've done ever since the beginning when that little group was meeting in the Pringles living room back in the early 1900s. The vision of the leadership from day one, and I believe still is, has always been to serve, to proclaim truth, and to expand the kingdom, and above all, to do it well. And I would... I would say that excellence is, could definitely be our middle name. You know, when that original small group of people decided that it was time to have a gospel meeting uh, and grow their footprint here in the city, uh, they called in the big guns. Uh, Andrew McCarty, who held a couple of meetings, and then T.B. Larimore, were both invited to hold evangelistic meetings. Now, within Churches of Christ, back in those days... These were like the Rick Ashleys and the Max Lucados of their time. These, these were well-known, well-known people. Uh, another bold move, in 1935, during our nation's worst economic depression ever, 
the elders decided to move forward with the building project and the following year we inaugurated uh, the, an 18 seat, um, I'm sorry, 18, 800, excuse me, 800 brand new, 800 seat auditorium at a cost of $27,000 and many of the members uh, putting in uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the work on that. In the 40s and 50s, this church assisted both financially and physically, and by physically I mean even members um, were part of the planting of these churches. Uh, in strategic areas of the city, such as Fairground Road, which is now Chadburn North on the north side of town, the Iglesia de Cristo and Ben Ficklin in the middle of the Hispanic community, Santa Rita, which later became Colorado and Jackson and is now Southgate, on the west side, 16th and Lily, uh, which is now at 19th Street and Lily among the black community, and then 9th and Main on the east side. We were among some of the firsts in Churches of Christ to send missionaries to Europe following World War II. We sent the Bybee and the Mitchell families to Italy and the Reichel family to Germany. We're among the first to hire an education youth minister when Carl Burkeen joined our staff in 1958. And Carl was instrumental in writing and implementing the very first youth curriculum among Churches of Christ. Another bold move was the decision to move out here uh, in, in the early 60s. I found this uh, quote from a, a book that Stanley Lockhart wrote uh, called Fragile Moments. He says, there stands today in San Angelo, Texas, one of the most beautiful church buildings in the Brotherhood. It is located adjacent to the university. That building was scheduled to be built downtown, squashed between the city hall, the jail, and a newspaper office. One day, Carl Burkeen, Homer Jordan, who was an elder at the time, and I met for coffee to discuss plans for the new building. It was there the decision was made, parentheses, subject to the approval of the entire eldership, not to build downtown, but to move out where we would have room to expand. I can still remember those precious minutes of fellowship that changed the lifestyle of a church. The cost of that project was $750,000, which in today's economy is $6.7 million. Um, we were among the first to open a Bible chair on a state campus. We were among the first to recognize the needs of our senior saints and come up with affordable housing, among other needs that presented. And the list goes on, and I could, I could share a lot more, but I want to stop right there and focus a little bit on our senior saints. In the late 60s and early 70s, the elders at the time took a survey of the congregation, and they determined that one of the needs was affordable housing for some of our seniors. Average life expectancy in the 60s was roughly 70 years of age, and most women being left widowed first. So in February of 1975, the elders created the West Texas Christian Foundation, and it was established to serve the needs of the senior saints within the congregation and community, but specifically with housing. So in 81, the foundation opened Christian Village, which is a 150-unit apartment building for seniors uh, who could still live independently. In 1996, the foundation began construction on Village East, a community, Village East retirement community with 106 townhomes built over three phases was eventually completed in 2014. In 2016, after several years of do we, don't we, discussions among the elders in the WTCF board, the property at Christian Village was sold, the note was paid off, and the balance placed in the funds 
in the foundation account. And in 2018, the name of the organization was changed from West Texas Christian Foundation to West Texas Christian Ministries with new articles of incorporation and bylaws. The primary reason for the name change was uh, to allow the organization to lend money or give money to special church projects, explore other church projects that it might invest in, and still maintain the mission to work with senior-related projects in the way the original foundation was originally set up. In 2021, I believe there was a committee that was formed to explore what those opportunities may be and ultimately led to the creation of Senior Life Ministries. So in keeping with objective two, uh, or one of the objectives that we talked about this morning, to actively develop and support areas of discipleship and fellowship for specified populations in our membership, such as college-age students, women, men, married, unmarried, seniors, children, and youth, Senior Life Ministries is a new ministry that was recently, um, recently became a ministry. Uh, to provide with the goal to provide for the needs of seniors is 65 and older and so if you have a need and you want help with it call us and if we can't do it we'll find somebody that can do it for you services of senior life ministry include but are not limited to uh, minor household repairs and general maintenance uh, we've done some painting tree trimming ramp building other minor some major um, carpentry work I've uh, got a lot of pictures on Facebook page. I think there's one that's supposed to pop up here. Uh, but these are actually pictures of, of some things that we've done. Uh, we've been able to assist with technology issues such as computers, problems, printers, TV, uh, you know, helping program, uh, connecting to Wi-Fi, uh, some transportation problems, minor maintenance on vehicles or give people rides, uh, financial and legal advising. Uh, if you have questions, we've got attorneys, we've got financial uh, people, uh, planners, we've got accountants that would love to give you some direction and recommendation. And then social challenges. You know, some of our seniors are homebound. They don't get out anymore. And uh, we've got some people that are making calls regularly to check on them and even in some cases going to visit. So in keeping with, <clears throat> with the other objective for this Sunday, uh, is to implement practical ways for both our members and guests to embrace and engage within our church and the community. So if you have a talent, we need you. We can use you uh, to help as those needs arise. And if you have a need, we want to help with that too. And again, as I said, there is a table out there. So make your way back there and uh, there'll be somebody that, to answer your questions. In James 127, uh, the apostle said that we're to take care of the orphans and the widows. And I'm going to take a little liberty here and change the, well, I'll just use the word children and widows. Um, and my perception is that our society and culture say that people younger than 16 and older than 70 really don't contribute to society. If anything, they just take. But 1 Corinthians 12, says that those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Our children and young folk have gifts and talents to offer the body, and so do our seniors. It's been great to see our teens and college students in the vision classes and hear some of the comments and things that they have uh, to offer. I think it's safe to say that Johnson Street has always been known for taking care of our seniors and preparing our youth. 
We've vacillated over the years and given greater attention to one or the other, but never to the neglect of the other. Preparing our youth starts very early, from the nursery through high school and then college graduation. We want to make sure that our youth have the tools they need to face whatever comes their ways in this world. And most of you know we've got some excellent programs for our children, youth, college students. Roughly five years ago, we were faced with a big decision within our, uh, with our campus center and our campus ministry program. After much prayer and conversation and study, it was decided to do a complete remodel. 1.8 million of the 2.3 million needed for the project was loaned to the church by the West Texas Christian Ministries. This was an interest-free loan, no specific monthly payment or time frame for repayment, just simply to pay it back. And so that first offering that we do every Sunday, uh, I'm sorry, the second offering that we do every first Sunday and that we'll do later uh, today has been gradually chipping away at um, that loan. And I'm going to uh, invite Sam, one of our campus ministers, to come up and kind of give us a little bit of an update on where things stand with the transforming campus. You got me? You're awesome. Right. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Brian. You bet. Um, you bet. I, I'll take a seat. It's over very. Here. It, I was talking to somebody. It's it's sometimes hard to um, connect our two ministries, right? Because uh, college students, Seniors, senior adults, big age. A lot guy. of you are probably like, how, how did how do we connect these two? I hope what we can do today is kind of in a unique way connect our two ministries. Um, and I'm really excited because we get to announce something that we've been working on mm-hmm. for. Uh, for months. months yeah. And so I'm really excited about this. As Brian said, I want to give you an update on transforming campus. So up to this point, um, and I, I want to celebrate this. This needs to be a huge celebration. Um, we've got the number on the screen. Up to this point, we have raised $1,078,415. So give yourselves a big round of applause for that. One, $1 million is a lot of money. Um, and so thank you to everybody who has given, continues to give, continues to support our ministry. Um, I hope that what you've heard today so far um, is a little bit of faith and courage. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of faith and a lot of courage for some people to build a church building at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were a lot of people that were like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that it probably took a lot of faith and courage to build the original campus center. Um, Back in 1965, took a lot of faith and a lot of courage for our elders to decide to renovate the building. Um, But what I hope you also hear is that through a vision process that we're going through, it is going to take faith and courage for us to succeed. I know that we've talked a lot about these vision objectives, and we, we know that change can be tough sometimes, but it is going to take faith and courage for us to succeed in these things. And so I want to talk about these objectives kind of in the context of RFC for a second. So first objective that we talked about today, implement practical ways for our members and our guests to embrace and engage within our church and our community. And I can't think of two better ministries that embrace and engage uh, in this church and in our community than RFC and and Senior Mm -hmm. Life Ministries. Um, RFC specifically, look, we exist as a campus ministry to embrace and engage students. Um, I hope that what we do every day at the Campus Center 
is embracing students who may not feel that there is anybody there for them. I got a cool story. I was, um, I was texting a student. I, I say I was texting a student. I was sitting in my office uh, this last week, and I haven't, I got this text, and it was from a student that I had, had just sent a text at the beginning of the year to. said, hey, thanks for coming to one of our events. Hope to see you soon, and I hadn't heard from him. And, and he texted me for the first time since September 1st, saying, I just need to talk. And we went and talked, and all he needed to know was that he was not alone. And look, when we talk about embracing and engaging our community, sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. It's just for us as a church to know we are not alone and that we are here for each other. That's, that's family, right? So um, I hope what you hear is that Senior Life Ministries and Rams for Christ exist to embrace and engage each other. The second objective that we talked about was um, to actively develop and support areas of discipleship and fellowship for specified populations. And as Brian said, we're talking about two specific groups today. But, you know, that's been a theme at the Campus Center since I got here, was discipleship and relationships. And hopefully you guys have heard that from the the couple of times that I've um, had the chance to stand up here, is discipleship and relationships. And one of the themes that I read about this objective is that a personal relationship is necessary to succeed in discipleship. We have got to pursue relationships with each other if we are going to disciple well. Mm -hmm. And so that's a theme at RFC. Um, I'm sure that the few college kids that are here can tell you I preach relationships probably in everything we do. I'm preaching relationships, and there's a reason is that as a church family, we are in this together. Right? We are in this vision process together. We are in life together, and we have to be together in order to succeed at everything else. And so I, um, I want to take just a moment. One of the biggest questions I get asked on a, a, like a weekly basis is, what do we do? And so I want to take just a moment and share with you a little bit about what RFC does every week, what it, what it would look like in my shoes as a campus minister through a week and then maybe a month of ministry. So, one, we're going to have some pictures rolling through, but one thing that uh, we do every week is we're just there. So, I, I, 8 to 5, the building is open. We are present. We have kids who come in and use the building for, I mean, I've walked in on them taking naps on the couches, <laughs> um, and I can't blame them sometimes, but, um, you know, we're just present. And that's kind of step one, y'all, is just being present with people. So, that's one thing you'll know that we do. We're present. Number two, Every week, we have two different Bible studies that meet, one on Wednesday at 5.30, one on Tuesday nights at 7.30, but we do that every week with, um, and, and this is just a, a tell of what campus ministry is like, one week we may have uh, seven students in Bible study, one week may, we may have 27 students, it just, it depends on what's going on, but we have two different Bible studies every week that meet, and that's a time that we intentionally spend time in scripture and discipleship. Uh, another thing that we've started this semester that I've really loved is called Tuesday Lunch Club. And basically what it is, is every Tuesday at noon we stop and we come to the campus center and we just pray. Uh, we'll take 10, 15, 20 minutes and just take some prayer requests and just spend some time in prayer. Uh, and that has been a really cool way for us to build relationships with each other and then again, disciple each other through prayer. Something else that we do um, on a monthly basis, which is actually tonight, I'm excited, any college students in the room, we're having free fajitas and worship tonight at 6 o'clock at the Campus Center, 
But this is one of our monthly worship nights that we do on a Sunday night where we just gather together, we worship, and then we eat. And uh, I can tell you one cool thing about these Sunday nights is every Sunday night since we've done this shift is that I have met a new student. Every, every Sunday night I've met somebody new. And that shows me right, that we are reaching out past what we already are doing. And that's another part of this vision process, right, is we are trying to reach the community. So we have to be willing to go out to them. Um, so that's something that we do on a monthly basis. Y'all, every home game, which congratulations to the ASU football team. They just mm-hmm. won the, uh, the Lone Star Conference outright for the first time since, I think, 1984. 1978. 1978. Um, they won last night, but every, yeah. Every, every home game, they come to the Campus Center and eat a pregame meal, and y'all, it takes a lot of work to feed 95 football players um, and their staff. But it's, it's been a blessing in my life because I, I get to be a part of something that I love. I'm a big football fan. Uh, but that's something that we get to do in ministry. And then throughout a semester, we may have the building get used multiple times. And um, what, here's, here's the two reasons I wanted to tell you all of this. You might be thinking, why is he telling us all this? Here's two reasons. One is that, as Brian said about Senior Life Ministries, we can use you. There is always a need for volunteers. I'm always looking for people to help, you know, run these Sunday night meals or cook an occasional meal. Or if you want to come to the campus center and pray with, you know, with our Tuesday lunch club, come on and do it. But here's my one, like, um, requirement of you to, to volunteer at the campus center is... Um, do it with the mindset of how can I build a relationship with a student? Because I, I can tell you what kids need, right? We, kids need food. We all need food. Um, but what students desperately need is to feel that they are not alone. And that's what I want people to do when they come and volunteer with us is how can you make a connection with a student? How can you build a relationship with a student? And so that's one reason I tell you all this is we would love your help, but but please try and help us make connections, build disciples. Second reason I tell you this is that without transforming campus, without that renovation, a majority of what we do is really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not see the, I I saw the campus center, like I drove by it, but I never Mm -hmm. went inside of it. I'm pretty sure that from what I've been told, it would take an act of God to put 95 football players in that building. (laughs) And, uh, but but we don't have to worry about that anymore. when we host an event at the beginning of the semester that brings 250 students, we have the space to do that. And, and it's, it's been great. So without the building renovation, um, a lot of what we do is hard. And so that's why I, I tell you guys these things is because, one, I want you to get involved. Two, thank you. Um, you know, one point, you know $1,078,000, that's a lot of money. And, and it's because of the faith and the trust and the courage that you as a church have in campus ministry. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but as we, you know, today we're announcing something new. Um, Transforming Campus has been a campaign for this, uh, this ministry for, I think, five years, and it's served us very well, but, but we're going to kind of close that chapter, not saying that we're giving up on the, the donation, because we're still taking a donation, but we're going to move in a different direction so that we can, we can highlight both passions of this church. So if you want, if your passion is Campus Center, continue to give, but if your passion is senior adults, this giving is also for you, 
And so I'm going to let Brian kind of give a little bit more details yeah, on that. Yeah, so today we're, we're actually introducing our new Students and Seniors campaign uh, with the goal to raise just over $1.3 hopefully over the next three years. Uh, so we can pay off that note and replenish the fund for Senior Life Ministries and for whatever church projects may come up that we might like to invest in. So we're going to continue to take up a second offering every first Sunday of the month. Uh, if you have been giving, we encourage you to continue giving. And if you haven't been, we encourage you to step out once again, make a commitment, make a pledge to, to, to do this and to, um, to help us move forward and to meet that goal. I want to close out with a scripture, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So a small group over 120 years ago planted seeds which bore fruit, and their fruit bore fruit, and their fruit bore fruit, and here we are today holding the fruits of their labor and our labor and still planting seeds that will bear more fruit, which will continue to bear lasting fruit. We're all indispensable, just like Brad said a minute ago. We can all make a difference. I'm going to invite the praise team to come up. Our elders are going to make their way to different staff, different places, and I'm going to close out with a prayer and then invite you to stand and, and we'll sing together. Father, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for this opportunity to stray a little bit from what would be a normal sermon and, and um, be able to bring uh, some things before our folks. Um, Father, we, I really appreciate this new vision and am excited about all the things that we have been doing, all the things that we are doing, and all the things that we can do. And I pray for Senior Life Ministries, as it continues to, to get itself off the ground, I pray for Rams for Christ as they continue to minister to the campus. I pray for all of our ministries and the different things that are going on, that we will uh, see opportunities, that we'll take advantage of those opportunities, and that we'll uh, make uh, an effort uh, to get involved in whatever way we can uh, to bless you and to bless people. pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.